What up, guys? Uh, first episode of Napoli Obsessed Podcast. I'm your host, Tony, and uh, I guess I'll just introduce myself. What I'm looking to do here is just, you know, have another English-speaking Napoli podcast that you guys could listen to. Um, just because I know me, myself, personally, I could listen to hours and hours of commentary on Napoli, so the English-speaking stuff is not enough for me. Um I have other podcasts I enjoy, which I think you guys should check out. If you're hearing this for the first time, you've probably already heard those. But um, I think that um, Forza Napoli podcast is fantastic uh, with uh, Joe Fischetti, I believe is his name. And he does fantastic work if you're looking for Napoli stuff. Um, also, Far From Vesuvius is a good podcast. But I'm just here to give you another another option because i know sometimes the uh the few hours entertaining that those guys give me isn't enough i want to listen to more so um just another english speaking option here um my girlfriend was tired of me ranting to her about napoli so i'm not i'm new with podcasts but i figure this way i could get my rants out in more of a productive manner to people who maybe care to listen so um, we're just going to get into it, the stuff. If you guys haven't been watching the uh, the Damaro training sessions on YouTube, um, they are on Calcio Napoli 24. That's a YouTube channel I suggest everyone check out. Uh, you could see, like I said, the Damaro training sessions. It is sometimes hard to make out what players are what, but um, it is a good thing to watch, especially if you're a young player. You could pick out, you know, the body language and the way these guys train, I think is it's fantastic to watch. Um, we also had the highlights up there from earlier in the week of the uh, Provercelli game. Uh, Napoli won one nothing, I believe. Uh, a lot of chances in that game. But uh, like I said, I was unable to find a stream. Um, one football, the app I use to keep up, they didn't have the ticker or anything. So... At the end of the day, I only got to watch the highlights to that one. So I was excited that uh, to watch a Bayern game this week. I have been keeping up with the training sessions. Like I said, sometimes it's hard to make out who's who. But, um, you know, I like what I'm seeing so far. And, uh, yeah, so we'll move on to um, – we'll do a review of the Bayern game. And then I'll talk about some of the players you guys might not have heard of. Just go over uh, – kind of their histories, where they might go, what chances they have to break in the season. And then at the end, I'll uh, talk about transfer rumors a bit. All right, guys, so excited to get started. All right, guys, now I'm just going to go over the um, the friendly from the weekend versus Bayern Munich. We do have another friendly on Wednesday versus Wisla Krakow. Uh, I'm not sure if this podcast will have aired by the time that friendly happens. Um, but yeah, we'll just go over quick. Quickly, the friendly against Bayern Munich. Um, we came out 4-2-3-1. Spalletti likes this formation. Um, traditionally, he plays it with a false nine up front, like he did it uh, with Totti for Roma. Uh, obviously, we know Osimhen is not Totti. He's more of a, of a pure and true striker. So um, we'll see how the system changes a little bit. But yeah, Spalletti, huge credit for that false nine. Um, becoming popular in world football. Um, 
basically a lot of a lot of if he has one criticism as a manager, uh, um, Roma fans would say that he got too he gets too stuck into that formation and uh, perhaps his his training methods are a little little um, old fashioned. Uh, we saw if you'd been keeping up with the training, he likes to play a lot of uh, a lot of scrimmages, a lot of eleven uh, aside games. And some people think he should just be more dynamic in his training style. Um, we'll get into that more uh, right now. We'll just talk about the game. Um, so starting in goal was uh, Nicola Contini, um, left back, left wing back uh, Mario Rui. The two uh, the two central backs were Kula Bali and Costas Manolas, and uh, Malqui was on the right side. Now the double pivot, we kind of had. Uh, Labotka and uh, Elmas in there. In front of them were Zadatka, Zielinski, and Politano. And up top, uh, like I said, uh, was Osima. Now, one thing I noticed, which I liked, um, Elmas was was switching positions with Politano for the high press. So Elmas is a much quicker guy. The guy's got legs. He's got speed, conditioning. Uh, technically... We know what he is, um, but Elmas and Politano were switching positions. We saw them switch up multiple times in the game for Elmas to get higher on the press. So I like that a lot. Um, Elmas, I think, I think he's going to be a guy that um, that Spalletti uses a lot more than Gattuso. I think Spalletti's going to like the way he plays a lot more than Gattuso. So I think we'll be seeing more of Elmas for sure in a more pivotal role from him. Um, Contini, minute three, cut out a long ball with his head. Um, I like to see that, you know, in my spare time, I am a goalkeeper coach for youth sides where I live. And uh, Contini's got a good good read with the ball, um, read of the ball, rather. He came out strong, sweeper keeper, got ahead to it. You like to see that, that's confidence. Um, So, I mean, we'll see where the goalkeeper – uh, how the goalkeeper situation develops this season. Last year, Gattuso went with an even split between uh, Maret and Ospina. Um, I don't like that. I think you have a number one keeper, you stick with him. And I'd really like to see um, Spalletti choose one keeper and go with him, perhaps with Contini as the backup and, and sell the other keeper. You know, um, who he decides to go with. Maret's obviously a younger guy, got a lot of years ahead of him. Ospina also is only 32. Perhaps he's turned 33 now, but he's only 32. That's still not old for a keeper. A lot of people say Ospina's old because he's so experienced, but he's still got a few good years ahead of him. Um, we know Napoli got a new goalkeeper coach this year that came in with Spalletti. I believe his name is Lopez from Fiorentina. I'd have to check the uh, the coaching staff, but we'll see how that plays out. Um, so minute five, I actually noticed. I mean, I, I thought I saw it through the training videos on YouTube, but it was much clearer with the with the high resolution of this game. Labotka has lost a, a significant amount of weight um, for an athlete, and he's looking a lot leaner. Um, I'm just impressed to see he's clearly been working conditioning and with a nutritionist because he looks he looks to be in shape and 
it seems to have lent himself to a good performance this game. So um, very impressive, the body transformation uh, Lobotka has gone under. Now, one thing I noticed a couple times, actually three times in the first half, uh, Malqui made a horrible pass um, that led to a counter after Manolas gave him time on this one. At another point, um, Contini, or not Contini, uh, uh, Malqui rather, um, cleared it terribly through the middle of the park. And then he did another another bad pass at a certain point in the game. So if he's trying to win that 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 second position um, behind Di Lorenzo on the right, as a right wing back, I don't think he had a very good game at all. And um, we'll see what happens with him, whether they, they sell him or loan him out or I don't know. He doesn't, he's not inspiring confidence back there for Spalletti. Um, we know Spalletti wants to give him a chance, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. Um, Osman was uh, breaking fast. Uh, guys were having trouble in support of him. I think that'll change. You know, we have some fitness issues, obviously, given that we haven't been working out for a long time. So I think guys, when Osman breaks fast, we'll be able to keep up with him better. Minute 19, I looked away for a brief second, so I didn't see, I don't know if it was a back pass or or what, but there was very bizarre handling from Contini. He looked like he tried to catch it with his chest and missed. Like I said, I don't know what happened, if it was a shot or a back pass, because I looked away for a brief second, but a very bizarre. Contini concedes it off his chest for a corner. A uh, couple seconds after, he comes out and intercepts a cross. Um, again, guys, I'm a goalkeeper coach, so I always am looking harder at the goalkeepers. When he came over the cross, didn't put the knee up. I'm old school. I like to see... Uh, when a goalkeeper comes out, he puts up his knee for both aggression to make guys around him afraid of him and uh, for protection in case the guy runs into him. So he went up, uh, he, he drew the foul, but again, he didn't get his knee up. So I'm sure that's something he'll be working on. Um, another bad pass. Okay, so 20th minute here. Another bad pass from Malqui, uh, which missed his target and was turned over. I think he was trying to pass it to Lobotka. But yeah, that was just something that was glaring all game was Malqui uh, being a little off off with his passing. Awesome man, again, I made a note here on 23 minute. Great job with the high press. Um, intercepted a pass between the Bayern CBs. Unfortunately, the touch wasn't good enough. Uh, just got away from him, so he couldn't take advantage, but great hustle from him. Um, minute 27, good reaction save from Contini. And he recovered with great footwork to cover the, the second shot angle. So he does have good footwork and angles through the goal. Good reaction save. And, uh, yeah, that was great. A um, couple minutes after that, Elmas mishit a volley, which was well held by Ulrich after the bounce in the Bayern goal. So a good a good chance there for Elmas. I'm liking what I'm seeing. He's getting into space and uh, good stuff. Um. 39th minute, fantastic movement on the ball between Zielinski, Zadatka, and Elmas. Uh, the head was missed by Ossiman, but great movement through through the pitch. Uh, I liked what I saw from Zadatka personally. Uh, I'm going to go over uh, some of the guys you may not know 
uh, after this game recap. Um, and again, just 42nd minute before halftime, um, the shot missed the net. Perhaps it, perhaps it was touched by Contini, but if he might have just got barely a fingertip to it. But what's important to me was Contini, uh, great footwork to get back, cover the angle, and his positioning was perfect. So that's another thing. Another instance I liked the positioning and angles of Contini. Um, so I think he's a capable backup keeper for sure. Now half two, uh, we had eight subs from Bayern right off the onset. Uh, mass sub, you see these in the friendly games. Like I said, this isn't uh, this isn't reactionary managing in a in a, um, a friendly. You're, you're you're trying to just focus instead of focusing on what the opponent's doing and reacting to it or, or countering it or whatever. You're focused on what you want your team to go out and do, and that they're implementing systems and and tactics that you've put in place in training so this game i wasn't watching much of byron i was watching our players and seeing what they do because to to basically get a reactionary style of managing a friendly is is pretty senseless in my opinion um you want to see what the younger guys could do maybe switch up some positions and just see how the guys play together so byron made eight eight Subs on the onset. I had some stream connectivity issues, uh, so the stream did cut out pretty significantly, which I was not happy about. Uh, when I came back, uh, Unas came in for Politano, um, Gaetano for Zielinski, and then I got to see through a kind of cutting out stream, Unas and Osman hook up great twice. Um, Osman first goal from outside the penalty area, one nothing, good strike. Then again, Unas played it through, waited for the overlap, played Osman through. It was a bad turnover by Bayern, but those two linked up again great. Osman makes it 2 0. <clears throat> Costa came in for Zadadka, Zanoli for Malqui, Rami for Manolas, and Totino for Osman. Over, over various minutes. Um, I was really pumped to see what Totino would do in a formal game for Napoli. Uh, last season, we saw him have a great great time in Serie B. Again, I will talk more about these guys after the game, just kind of their history, where they come from, where they might go, etc. cetera. Uh, Zinedine Mashkash came in for Unas, who got injured. Um, hopefully it was a light injury, but we'll see. Um, Unas played great this game. There are rumors that he's going to be leaving. Um, I saw on Transfer Market. I forget some of the clubs that were interested, but there are rumors he's going to be leaving. So for him to come out and have a good performance, maybe we could get a little more on the transfer market from him, provided he didn't pick up an injury. Um, yeah, and he played great. I thought that was a good game from him. 82nd minute, excellent tackle from Koulibaly. Um, again, rumors Koulibaly will be leaving. Um, we'll see, though. Will a club pay that transfer fee that, that Napoli wants? We know Everton's interested. We know that Real Madrid's been inquiring. Okay, a few teams, big clubs. Koulibaly, he made an excellent tackle. Spalletti has said that he will chain himself to whatever he has to chain himself to to keep Koulibaly at the club. Uh, I want Koulibaly to stay. 
but we'll see what happens as, as more developments in that story come forth. Um, great goal by Mash Cash in the 85th. Um, sidestepped his defender and uh, got the shot to the keeper's left. Two things about this goal. Contini played the ball out uh, wonderfully to Totino's feet. And Totino did a great job to control it. Is very composed in control. Played it to Mash Cash and uh, great goal. So the end of the, the day was a 3 nothing game. I really liked what I saw. And um, hopefully we'll see more. We'll see more against Visla Krakow on, on Wednesday. So I'll just move on to some of the, the players that we saw this game. All right. So now we're just going to talk about some of the players from the Bayern game. You guys may not recognize if you're like a more in and out casual fan or somebody who's just getting to know Napoli. So um, we'll start with uh, Kareem Zadatka. Uh, Zadatka traditionally plays uh, left midfield. Uh, he's in a bit of an advanced role today. He's a French of Algerian heritage. And um, basically, he's coming coming here from the end of his loan spell at uh, Caveze. Caveze is the city D side. And uh, Zadatka has been training with us uh, at the Maro. Um And, you know, he, he played fairly well against Bayern. I liked what I saw. Um, he did link up well in that one play with uh, Zielinski and Elmas. And uh, I liked what I saw from him this game. So I'm looking forward to seeing more. Um, you know, I don't, I feel like he will be loaned out. Um, I don't think that he's going to be sticking around on the squad for the season. He's 21 years of age and he's still pretty untested um, at high level football. You know, he played for Napoli U19. uh, Then he was immediately loaned out to Cavese City D. So we'll see. I haven't seen any rumors about where he's going to be loaned out to, but I imagine there will be another loan, hopefully to a City Chi, maybe even a City B team. We'll see, but most likely City Chi team. Um, another player we saw come off the bench uh, for Osimhen, perhaps the best player um, of those you may not know is uh, is uh, Gennaro Totino. Um, Totino last year was at Salernitana in Serie B, and he did very well, very well in Serie B. Scored a lot of goals. Um, before that, he's had spells at Napoli, Hellas Verona, Cosenza. Capri, uh, this is a good player, and I feel like it's somebody, you know, we could keep around for some some depth, but it doesn't look like that's what they want to do. Um, the rumor is for Totino is that he'll be going back to Serie B with a permanent move to, to Parma. We'll see if that pans out. He's 24 years of age. Um, personally, I'd like to see him get loaned to Salernitana again. Uh, they've they've worked their way up, so like let's see what he could do in the top flight. Let's see. Uh, I was impressed with him in the last game, well this game rather against Bayern. He controlled the ball well and played it to Mashkash for the third goal. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing more of him in in the friendlies uh, leading up to the season. And I'm excited to see where he ends up this year. I don't like I said I don't think it'll be Napoli, but. I think he's got a good player with a lot of potential, 24. 
he's at the kind of the end of his uh, developmental stage, but I'm looking forward to to seeing what he can do. Now the goal scorer from the Bayern game was Zinedine Mashkash. All right, this guy is a uh, was born in Marseille. He's an attacking midfielder. Um, he's of Moroccan heritage, and um, he's 25 years old. So, I mean, his value on the transfer market has dropped pretty significantly since he was playing for Olympique Marseille. Um, last season, he was with uh, Venlo in the second tier of, uh, of uh, the Dutch league, of the Dutch system, rather. Um, it's going to be tough to see this guy... Uh, sticking around uh, he did have a couple he did score the goal and he did have a couple near misses uh if you watch on youtube the highlights of the Provercelli game um we'll see what happens with him again haven't seen any haven't seen any loan rumors or or, or sale rumors rather but um again not another guy i think is gonna break into the squad but a good player, a good player. 25, he's, he's getting up there for do or die time to, to break into the top flight. Um, another player we saw, he came in for Zielinski, uh, Gianluca Gaetano. Okay, he usually plays attacking midfielder as well, 21 years of age. Um, he's represented by his relatives, doesn't have a formal agent. And uh, his market value is climbing right now. So... This is a guy we could see. We could see him develop. Um, last year, he was loaned to Cremonese, uh, who play in Serie B. So this is a guy that's getting a good level of experience. I don't have in front of me how many appearances he made. Let's see. Just having a problem finding that page, but he's playing in Serie B. You know, he made uh, forty-nine appearances. It looks like. Uh, in total so this is a guy that's he's been around 21 years of age and uh perhaps a guy we hang on to but like i said we'll see how the transfer rumors play out uh as things become more clear throughout the off season uh another guy who came in alessandro zanoli he's a right back and um you know that's a position we do need maybe a third player in to, to provide depth. Uh, you know, Hussai left. He went to Lazio. We, we, I don't know if you guys have kept up with the drama that's going on there with uh, the Bella Ciao song, but that's not something I'll get into. Um, anyway, uh, so right back, Malquis looking to to prove himself as number two to Di Lorenzo. And, and I don't know if he'll stay around, but if he does, maybe we could use a third a third youth player to just – to slot in, and this guy's 20. Um, he played for Legnano in uh, Serie C. Uh, before that, he was on Capri. He, I didn't, again, my stream was cutting out, so I haven't seen much of, I didn't get the best picture that I would have liked on these guys in this game. And the Provercelli game, like I said, I was only able to see the highlights, so I'm hoping to, uh, to see more and, as the situation becomes clear, um, 
kind of get more of an idea. His transfer market value is 200,000. Um, not a lot, but that doesn't mean he's not a good player. So again, I'll, I'll hopefully next game, I'll have a better stream and I can make a better judgment of the guy. Um, the other player who came in for, he came in for, I believe, yes, he came in for Zadatka was uh, Filippo Costa. Filippo Costa is a 26-year-old left back. Um, so he's a left back. His value was at its peak in 2018 when he was playing for Spal. Um, he also had a brief run, lone run, with my other team, I'm having Bares, so I like body. Had a trial with them once upon a time when I was younger. Um, so he did have a brief a brief run there. Um, last season, he was on loan with uh, Virtus and Tella in Serie C. Um, and uh, like I said, didn't get to see much of him in the training. I haven't been too impressed with him. Um, he's represented by SP Group. And uh, again, we're going to have to wait to see what more comes clear. Uh, he is 26 years old. So again, not exactly in the, the, the prospect age, the peak prospect age, but um, left back is another position. Uh, both of the right and left back wing and wing backs, we could use, we could use guys. So could he be a third choice? Uh, we'll see. But, um, you know, again, unfortunately for the stream, couldn't get a good read on him. So I'll give you more as as I see these guys, as I see the preseason develop. All right. Uh, last segment of the show is going to be kind of casual. I'm just going to go over some of the transfer stories we see on Transfer Market Web and One Football and just kind of give you you my thoughts on them. So uh, first story here that I'm looking at, um, Napoli Berg will be Deme's replacement. So uh, we know Diego Deme is injured. Um, and basically the rumor right now is that Sander Berge um, will, according to La Gazzetta dello Sport, uh, the Norwegian footballer from Sheffield United, will be the one to support Fabian Ruiz in the center of the pitch to replace Deme. Um, there seems to be optimism for the success of the operation. Um, we do need a replacement for Deme. So right now, this is just a very early, very early rumor. Um, like I said, there's nothing concrete behind that. Um, Gazzetto della Sport, they are what they are. <laughs> um, so... We'll see if there's any validity to that and if more stories come out on that, okay? Um, let's see, story two here. Uh, Napoli asked for the loan of Kostas Tsimikas. Excuse me, those Greek names <laughs> sometimes give me trouble even though my girlfriend's Greek. Um, so there might be two Kostas's on the team. Um, Napoli priority on the market remains for left back. And basically the objectives are two. One is Emerson Palmieri 
the other Costas Tsimikas. Um, this is Corriere dello Sport. Uh, Napoli are hoping to take the player on loan and avast Liverpool for availability for the Greek. A gentle no came from the Reds. So again, uh, nothing concrete behind this rumor. Uh, we know they've been taking long looks at Emerson Palmieri. Those negotiations have been long and grueling. Um, apparently they're going through an intermediary right now. Um, but I, I'd like to see Emerson Palmieri. You know, he's worked with Spalletti before. We saw him in the Euro Cup. He's a good player. Uh, I think he'd be, I think he'd be a good, good addition to the team. Again, the third story here: Emerson uh, Napoli not giving up on Emerson Palmieri. So there you go. Um, let's see if we got one more. Um, okay. Uh, and here we got a suitor for Patania. The fourth story: a returning suitor. Not giving up on Napoli backup hitman Batania. Um, scoring a total of five goals overall, mostly entertaining games as a substitute uh, at his first season in Napoli. 26 year old Italian striker Andrea Patania, according to the latest rumors, is still a market for Torino. Um, looking to fetch him in both 2019 and 2020. Granata Household, whose head of football is Davide Vignatti. Um, so basically they're interested in, in Patania. I, I haven't loved what I've seen of Patania, to be honest with you, but he does offer something different up front. You know, he's, he's got more strength. He could hold up the ball better. So I think we should hang on to Patania. I also did see another bizarre rumor that, uh, Patania was getting interest from Inter. Uh, I don't know how much validity there is to that, but I mean, We'll see. Again, some of these stories right now are still very, very, um, you know, sometimes these guys just throw throw something out and see if it sticks, if, if they've heard it from a source. Um, okay, now I'm going to go to One Football and just take a look at some of the stories regarding Napoli on here. And again, I recommend you guys, if you haven't downloaded One Football, it's a good app. If you haven't looked at Transfer Market Web, check that out too, because it's a great way to keep up with the stories. Um, this one, Marseille, Olympic Marseille, closing in on Maximovic, the former Napoli man. So again, not, not too relevant to, to what we're trying to accomplish now. Um, Napoli set to intensify contract with, with uh, Chelsea for 26-year-old, okay. So Napoli expected to intensify their contract with Chelsea in attempts to sign Euro 2020 winner Emerson Palmieri. La Gazzetta dello Sport have reported about Napoli's interest in the Italian defender, saying the contacts are now set to increase over the next few hours. Contracts, rather. Excuse me. Um, they want to make the player available to Luciano Spalletti soon. So far, negotiations have not gone too far because Chelsea do not seem to be willing to budge on their asking price of 20 million euro. It's a lot of money. Napoli believe the price is excessive. I agree with that. Considering that the left back has his contract expiring in the summer of 2022. Parties are discussing or studying a different way to reach an agreement, but it seems unlikely Chelsea will accept. 
Napoli's loan offer with the option to buy him permanently. Um, Spalletti asked personally for the left back. And like I said, they have been together at Roma. Um, yeah, that price tag is a little excessive, especially given his contract status. Um, I love Palmieri as a player. I think he was great in the Euro when he stepped in for Spinazzola. Uh, him and Spalletti have worked together at Roma as well. So if Spalletti asked for him personally, I'd like him. Um, we know things are still very unclear with Mario Rui. Um, his wages are, are up there. And, um, you know, Mario, I see Mario as more of like a utility player personally, and his wages don't express that. So I think we offload Mario, but once more, we will see. Um, here's a, Napoli coach Spalletti delighted with his victory against Bayern. Okay, okay I guess that. Um, got one more story out there for you guys. Um, so more Everton, Michael Ball feels Everton could sell Richard Leeson to allow Koulibaly move. Um, again, Everton ballbacks move for Koulibaly. And Napoli have set a 51 million pound asking price for Koulibaly following Real Madrid interest. Okay, um, I I don't want Koulibaly to go, like I said. Could we use the influx of money? I mean, that's 60 million euro. Absolutely, we could use that and spread it out through the squad. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with Insignia's wages. We just don't know. We're at a very... Uh, I'm trying to find the word to use, but we're at a very um, difficult position coming out of coronavirus with, with the wages and, and the money we have. So I think 60 million euro, 51 million pounds would be a great influx if somebody would be willing to pay for it. Um, I know we know, like I said, Spalletti is keen to retain the services of Koulibaly and so am I, but at a certain point, if the club's financial difficulties are too great, we may need to, we need to look at entertaining these offers a little more seriously. So, um, I mean, we do have our Champions League ambitions. Last season, obviously, there was heartbreak against Verona. Be playing in the Europa League, but it, it's a fine balance, and it's it's difficult. We'll know more as as the preseason carries on. We take a look at the wage bill and what players we move around for what. So that was the first episode, guys. Hoping to get it more organized in the coming weeks. Like I said, don't know too much about podcasting. Um, just trying to get, just trying to have some fun with it, get the rants out. Um, if you have any comments, any tips for me to stuff to work on, uh, my email will be in the description for the episode. And you know what, if you disagree with me, if you say, Hey, you're an idiot, uh, feel like what I said, if you want to just chat, that's what I'm doing this for to kind of get some, some feedback, build a community. Um, send me an email, send me a shout, and I would love to hear from you guys. All right, so I'll be back next week. Thank you, guys. Forza Napoli. Have a good weekend.